0: Hello everyone, my name is Ryan and you're listening to The Vegan Report. If you are an ethical vegan and you care to do more to end animal abuse, then this podcast is for you. Every Tuesday, discover passionate, thought-provoking, and inspiring vegan leaders from all walks of life who will inspire you to take action. I could be vegan if it was not for the cheese. I heard this phrase so many times, I stopped counting. I'm at a point where I think cheese is an addiction and a major obstacle to the vegan cause, and I'm no better than the next person. I have to confess that, as a vegan, I have been in a never-ending quest for the best plant-based cheese out there. As you might know from listening to episode 11 of the show, I visited the Vegan Festival of Montreal, and I was definitely hoping to discover a startup that makes excellent vegan cheese and against all expectations, I did. This company is called Aviva and this is what you can read on their website. Aviva is the first plant-based cheese alternative made from chickpeas, beans and seeds and centered around nutrition. Our three products are made in Montreal, A source of protein, calcium, iron, and fiber, suitable for people with not allergies, not a source of saturated fat as other alternatives in the market. I thought I need to get the founder of this company on the show and maybe inspire some of you listeners to launch your own vegan business. So, Betty Zoller, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Ryan. So excited. Love to hear uh, your introduction. Thank you so much.
0: Amazing. I'm curious, Betty, when did you first identify the need for better plant-based cheese? Uh,
1: well, when I when I started uh, trying to become vegan, and definitely we'll talk a bit more about that, but uh, definitely cheese is a pain point. I need to say it was for me and it is for a lot of people. Um, so at first, a vegan friend, uh, I wasn't vegan at the moment. I was just a vegetarian. And well, we'll talk about that after. But uh this friend uh introduced me to vegan cheese making. And we were making uh, cashew based mm-hmm. uh cheese. And I, I loved it. I'm like, wow. I mean, but it's definitely hard uh to to make your own. It is very time consuming. Um after the cashew alternatives, um I started looking at something maybe a bit more nutritious. I had children, and I was feeling like, well, uh, there was a a lot of, like, allergies, suspected allergies um, uh, situations with my my children, so the nuts, uh, cheeses were a bit out of the question. Also, I wanted something uh, that I could have more as an everyday um, product, a bit less expensive as well, Uh, so... I saw that the other cheeses that were not nut based, uh, where they were a bit more affordable, they didn't have any protein. Uh, Or basically no nutrition at all. And they're perfect. There's definitely a time and and place uh, for each of the vegan cheeses that are in the market. But that was not the type of cheese that I was looking for to have, for example, cubed uh, with just some crackers, with some grapes as a snack. Um, It was more a cheese to maybe use in recipes uh, for melting or something like that, more yeah, as an ingredient for something else. So that's when I said, well, I mean, let's let's explore and see because I, I used to eat cheese not only as a vegetarian, not only uh, for the pleasure of it, but also to get some protein, to get some nutrients. So that was the part that was missing in the offer uh, that it was in that moment in the market.
0: Yeah, and as you mentioned, most of the cheese out there, you know, the big brands like Daya, first of all it's not really good i have to say i have to confess that i never find it very good and also you don't eat it like raw you don't uh, you always use it in a recipe so you, you try to i guess minimize its presence in the meal it, it's a weird you know it's not the way i learned how to cook you know so yeah you're completely right about that and i'm so glad to hear you talk about proteins because this is something that not many vegans in the food space talk about uh, even when i look at uh, vegan influencers and the meals they uh they take you know pictures of the meals they 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 make i always wonder where are the proteins in that meal it's like we have forgotten about proteins but it's essential, we need it. As someone who works out, I always think about my um, the, the portion of protein I need every day. So I'm so glad to hear you talk about this.
1: Yes, no, absolutely. It definitely needs to be something that, uh, yeah, uh, there's also a joke about uh, how many times you have heard as a vegan or a vegetarian, where do you get your protein? And uh, that's also, like, some people are fed up with that, but... It is true that you have to pay a bit, a bit of attention in what you're eating. It's not that you're gonna just start eating uh, vegetables and rice and feel great. Um, you you can also uh, maybe if you're not paying attention to your iron as well, you can be anemic. So. It's it's better if you're like a well-rounded and really try to pay attention. It's not always super easy, but yes, the idea was to try to make it a bit easier. So it was so simple for me to just cut some, uh, cube some cheese, uh, dairy cheese back in the time and just eat like that with crackers. And I would feel I'm having like something more, uh, you know, sustained um, or maybe that's not the word sustained, but something more um, nutritious, basically. And that's more, that's what I wanted to mimic with
0: with Aviva. Yes. And when you give up cheese, you're also giving up some meals that are a bit, very important in uh, the culture, in the way you've been brought up. And what I'm thinking about right now is uh, pizza. And that was uh, something I had to grieve. You know, I'm not getting... uh, good pizza anymore because i th- there's no cheese available out there uh to make a, a good pizza recipe so i have to eat pizza without the cheese topping or um just to you know manage with the the alternatives out there so yeah did you have to give up any um uh meals because of becoming vegan and having to cut off um uh cheese
1: yes well my journey was it's still it's very has been very progressive my journey to veganism has been really really uh yeah pro- pro- progressive is the best word uh i've been in like a transition getting more and more for definitely when i uh launched the company i when i not only when I launched the company, when I started making uh, these uh, bean-based uh, cheese or legume-based uh, cheese, I found that finally there was a lot of things that I could like incorporate. I was very happy because that really helped me um, overcome a big challenge that I that I was having um, that was with with cheese. Uh, but other than that, I don't mind. For example, we don't have any mozzarella yet. Is it because I I really, I hear you, it's not easy at all. And since the company has nutrition, the nutrition is very, very top of mind. It's very important. It was important for me to start the company. It is something, it's a, some. It's in our values to have the nutrition um, aspect. Um, mozzarella is a bit hard to imitate. It is hard to imitate and as well to be nutritious because you need it to melt a lot. You need it to really melt very, very well. Um. So we, I, I haven't really we haven't uh, ventured in mozzarella yet. It is, I. There are some that are good in the market, but really the best that I would say is to make your own your own fresh mozzarella from cashews. I think that cashews are really uh, work per, pretty well for for like a fresh mozzarella. You know that one, the white one, that's in a ball of uh, mozzarella. If you have uh, the time or, I mean, it's a project, but you can probably freeze it. Um, I think the part that was a little hard for me was the extra cooking. Uh, that is, I, you can eat, I think you can eat almost anything. I really find that I, what, well, if I put the time into it, I can get a very, very decent, uh, you know, uh, bulk or version or vegan version of many things. And the things that I cannot, I mean, there are they're, they're different options in the market. You, what I find is that you need to put in the time. Okay. And that's what I said. Okay. I mean, who's going to be making their own cheese all the time? So, I mean, let's, I think there's opportunity here for something. Um, and so that's the thing that I have had to give up. Um, I mean, I, I, I have gotten used to, um, the the mozzarella out there for the pizza, for example, the part that I was is still the hardest for me is when uh, going out, be, visiting friends, going to dinner parties. That was really the last milestone in my journey uh, to transitioning uh, vegan. Has been that, and the, when things are under my control, I usually find a way. To make it work uh but when things are not that is when things get i it might feel very limiting
0: well let's talk about the beginning of your vegan journey what triggered that transition in your life what made you want to make that change
1: yes well i became vegetarian 10 years ago when i moved to canada um, and it was basically because it's not that I overnight, I moved to Canada and then I knew what happened to animals that I was eating. No, it's mainly, um, a fact, the factor was the cooking part. <laughs> when I was, uh, in Venezuela is very cultural. People usually live with their parents until they get married or they move some another to another city. But if you live in the same city as your parents, you most likely live with your parents. Um, and my mom was doing all the cooking (laughs) and i just found too disruptive i basically to be completely honest did not want to embark on making all my food it really sound i'm not a someone who loves cooking i need to say that (laughs) i really am not someone i love that's also why this is the type of product that i that i uh felt Super happy to make because it kind of makes uh, uh, things easier for other people to maybe just put together a quick meal uh, without spending so much time in uh, cooking. Uh, so I didn't want to do all the cooking. I thought it was just going to be too complicated, get all my things. Also in Venezuela, there are not so many. Uh, Vegetarianist think it's super easy. Now for me, it's like, wow, vegetarian, that's so easy. (laughs) Really for me, it's like, how can someone think it's hard to become a vegetarian? It's like, it's extremely easy. For me, that's really level one in difficulty. But at the moment, I saw it as a huge thing. So even though I had this... um, I really ha- I really felt for animals. I was an animal lover. I I tried as many, many people just to kind of not think about it. That's probably what most omnivores do. They just don't think about it. And then I, be- I moved to Canada and I said, okay, I'm going to have to cook for myself anyways. So this is the moment I can cook. It's under my control. So I can cook whatever I want. And I'm going to start cooking uh, vegetarian. And I found it really easy. I need to say vegetarianism. Is was super easy then um i well started looking at the, more documentaries hearing more really in my head it was okay you don't have to kill animals so i am perfectly not eating the meat not eating uh, um, like golden like that i felt like i was doing everything i could it was perfect i met this vegan friend as well at uh, in the in university i i came here to make to do my masters so we will set together And she started talking to me a bit more about that. And I also started, in Canada, it's much more common. Definitely in Venezuela, it's not common to hear about veganism. I mean, 10 years ago, it wasn't. I don't know how it is now. But I started hearing more about it and uh, looking at documentaries and seeing like, oh, oh my God, maybe vegan, maybe vegetarian is not enough. (laughs) Then I started, uh, I went to a, a, it was a, a program called Clinique Ramversant. They were also at the vegan fest. And they, the, her, she's a dietitian called Anne-Marie Roy. And I have always been very like nutri- uh, health conscious. I love to read the labels when I when I uh, purchase any product. I read the nutritional facts, I like the ingredient list. I have always been like that. I think my mom is like that and I kind of picked that up. So she was uh, proposing to teach you how to eat in a very healthy way. Uh, plant-based. So her thing is this whole theory, this whole movement of whole foods, plant-based. Um, and I started learning about it and I was, wow, this is, this, it's, it's perfect. It's not only because of the animals, but look at all the health benefits of this. has. it completely resonated with me, but I was working at a dairy company okay wow. I was <laughs> yes I was working in marketing right after my master's I started working at a at a dairy company um when I was a vegetarian and actually for me I mean cheese was a a very important part of many meals it was of, of some like cheese centered um many of the vegetarian options that's that's the protein they have is cheese so I was like oh my god so happy it's perfect that I work here it just uh, happened to be. And uh, of course, it was super convenient to get so much. I I would get um, amazing prices on products that are usually very expensive. I would get really good discounts. I would get always, I was in marketing, I would get samples on my, I was product manager at some point. So I was like really working with the product itself. So getting tons of Samples of cheese all the time. It's just, it was just not going to happen. It was just really hard. And there was, I, at home, I would cook more and more um, plant based, uh, following this advice from from this uh, nutrition program that I took. It was like a three month thing. I learned a lot of tools, but I just was not ready, especially in the environment where I was in. Really, basically, food, uh, cheese everywhere I looked. Um, so, then I started, I, I went on mat- maternity leave. Well, that was from, with, from, with my second child. And I was okay, I didn't have the tons of cheese on my desk anymore. <laughs> that really helped. And on top of it, my daughter had a lot of fish issues, like gastrointestinal issues. And we were thinking, we started with elimination diet. And one of the things that they took away, the, the, the doctors, was, was a dairy. Hmm. But in a very, very, very strict way. Um, like, no, I had to, every time I would order uh, anywhere, I would have to ask uh, what, what it what I discovered that there was dairy in so many places that I didn't know. Uh, that felt extremely frustrating for me. Um, but I had to take it super seriously because we needed to see what was causing uh these issues, and the, because I was breastfeeding, the thing is that because I was breastfeeding her, I needed to eliminate everything from my diet. And then I, this, that was really like the moment when it was, it wasn't under my control anymore, and I didn't have all the tem- My my eight hours a day didn't revolve around cheese anymore because I was not working. So that was the moment when I started taking it uh, much more seriously. But I, it was only dairy. Uh, and I was eliminating many other things because of this elimination diet was extreme, was brutal, was really difficult because there were many, many things that I couldn't eat. I was not ready to, to take out eggs at the point. It's like I really, I couldn't eat almost, I couldn't eat soy at some point. So without soy, for me, that was extremely hard. <laughs> like, too hard. So I said, forget about eggs. I'm keeping eggs. Um and then, when this all gastrointestinal uh, problem got um, resolved, I started being a bit less um, strict with all the ingredients, like asking everywhere. I would ask in a restaurant what if what, all the ingredients for everything, and I would notice that the rice had butter, for example. And I felt so limited that after this. GI issue was, was solved and I didn't have to do that anymore. I went back to a bit more like a relaxed place where if I was at home, I would control everything I would eat. And I, it wasn't really hard for me to get the vegan versions of things, uh, especially now. But when I was out, I would, and I saw that I'm going to eat like the, the Greek salad with the pieces of feta in it. That was evident that was uh, dairy. But I wasn't so inquisitive hmm. with yeah. what's in what's in here, reading everything uh sometimes you know that they they even have different names in the nutritional in the in the ingredient list that you have to be super so i I relaxed that a bit because it was feeling a bit obsessive to be honest at first when I was with the elimination diet, not only with dairy but with other products and then um I stayed like that for a little while of being. Uh, being flexible for me, a huge wall that I had in front of me was friends eating out. Uh, I, we we have many friends who invite us for dinner parties. We and that 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 was like, what am I gonna do? I felt like, what am I gonna tell them? They knew I was vegetarian. People were always always had a vegetarian option for me. Like, oh my god, am I gonna tell them now? Like. I'm vegan, cook something vegan for me. I don't know, that felt like a mountain mountain for me to, to overcome that. I was being just so apologetic about it. Like, am I gonna just inconvenience these people, like causing them trouble to see what they're gonna feed me now. Um, I can bring my own things and I, I did a couple of times, but then it felt so weird to me to bring my own food. Do things and just eat what I was eating and not eating what they were eating. That I need to say was a complete. That was very hard. I need to say for me. So I was being vegan almost every uh, completely when I when I couldn't when I could control and then when I would be out. But I am a big proponent. I know that a lot of people I hear in many vegan discussions that people are completely against that, against being progress like. Um, doing a transition and being very in a progressive way, because they say, well, if you, if you were against, if you're against pedophilia, would you do what pedophilia eh, once in a while? Mm. I don't, anyways, I mean, I completely understand that point of view. I understand. I get it. I respect everyone's point positions, but for me, I think it's still better that I ate vegan when when I was at home and every time I I wasn't go to a restaurant then I could order things instead of doing everything at the same time and then feeling so overwhelmed and isolated and just giving up after because I was, I was feeling, I was, I don't know, losing my friends or I have no clue, but it worked for me. And that's something that I tell people that it works. If you, it's like, just don't If it doesn't feel like you can manage or that it's gonna feel like really a mountain for you to climb, I don't see the problem of doing it progressively. And I think it's going to become a little easier. If I had become vegan right away instead of vegetarian first, I think it would have been much harder for me because it's just so easy to become vegetarian. So I personally think that that's the best way. That part of the eating out part and telling my friends only this year, I was in that, um, position of just almost getting out of the closet and telling people like, okay, friends, um, I am vegan and I am going to bring my things and, um, I hope that's okay with you. You don't have to worry at all about me. I can figure out, but if someone would, I don't know, uh, the other time I went to someone's place and they were like, oh. The carrots—the only thing I could eat in my when I got there with my food—I'm like, oh well, I can try their. I can eat their carrots. They had carrots in. Like, oh well, I can eat their carrots. You know, to share some food together. It's a big. I think that's a uh, that's I don't know. Not a lot of people talk about this. I find, but I think that's important. The fact of sitting together and eating the same food has brought us together for centuries. I mean, I don't know if for thousands of years. So that is a big. Uh, Was big for me, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna eat their carrots," you know. And then he said, "Oh, sorry, the carrots have butter." And I was like, "Oh my god, I hope (laughs) he didn't. I wish he didn't say that." (laughs) So I'm so I'm an imperfect vegan in uh, and I'm fine saying that because I'm an imperfect vegan in the sense that I told him, you know what? Next time, just don't tell me. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay if they have a bit of butter it's fine. If I see the cheese right there, or if I, I mean, if I'm, if you're baked muffins, it's obvious that they have, it's not that. Oh, I don't see the, I don't see the egg in the muffin. So it's not there, not to that point. But I mean, if it's something a bit like that, I can get it slip a a bit. I can let it slip. And and that's why I I consider myself like an imperfect uh, vegan working still working and still doing progress, and that's maybe at some point I think uh, i i am just gonna feel completely okay or bringing all my food or I don't know, I think it's gonna happen, and I'm striving to become a more perfect let's say in uh quote uh vegan, but that's my journey it was a little a little long and bumpy
0: I think you're completely reasonable, and I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. You know, I'm someone who do things in a quite a radical way. When I decided to become vegan, I became a vegan overnight. And it was tough because I did not know what to cook or how to cook, and I starved for <laughs> a few weeks after that. But this is my way. I know that if I had taken a more gradual approach like yours, I would never have reached that vegan goal. But we're all different people with different personalities, and we should not be thinking about converting people to veganism as just a single formula that we can apply to every different, you know, personalities. And I think that one of the reasons why it's very difficult for you is I think you come from a culture where it's important to be together. and. Um I understand that because I also come from a culture where it is important to, like you said, uh share a meal together as a family, as a tribe, and a culture where you don't leave the, the family nest before uh you get married. Uh, you know, I come from North Africa. And it's very important to that social cohesion aspect, you know, that um cultural value of food Uh, it takes a a big big place and when I became vegan I felt like I was cutting myself out of my family in a way I don't know if you uh, understand that so I wonder how what what was the reaction of your family uh, from Venezuela who learned that you are becoming vegan, and did you experience that same feeling of alienation from your culture or your f- family ways?
1: Yes. Well, first, I take my my hat off uh, with you because yes, I completely understand it. So yes, it takes it takes a lot to come in and say like, "I'm a vegan." I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna eat <laughs> this food. It's it takes a lot of courage. So. Yes, I need to recognize it. I mean, I think that sometimes people are like, oh, becoming vegan is so easy. I mean, I think that if you put that expectation there and people then are faced with the reality, I and I understand we want more people to join and we want really the cages to be empty forever and no animals to be exploited anymore. So we think that, yes, come in. It's so easy. It's so fun. I I, I understand, but it's also... Uh, like, like parenthood, sometimes I give, so people are like, oh, it's a bit. yeah, but it's, now you hear more and more about the struggles of it too, so when you go in, you know what you, what you're gonna be dealing with, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna learn along the way, so, well, a lot of courage, you really have a lot of courage, I, okay, since I became, like a more like at this last stage of vegan, like, not caring about anyone, just going in with my own food and just telling everyone, like, I'm not going to eat this food. I'm sorry. Uh, I haven't been back to Venezuela since then. Mm-hmm. Last time I went to Venezuela was five years ago. So I was only a vegetarian. And I I mean, I was, yeah, I was, only, I was just vegetarian. So I haven't been in that position yet. Uh, I think with vegetarian, it was, it was, I, I just told them right away after I moved, that like oh look I, I'm now I'm in Canada and I decided that I'm gonna become vegetarian and I'm gonna cook my own food so I think there's no problem and when I when I got there after uh yes I mean they had to they but as I said vegetarian is so easy it is it is super easy so if there's anyone listening who are like oh who are eating meat they're like that's is very easy to to really to to give up um and you're already doing uh, something so uh, so maybe start start there I, would, I don't know that's that's my own personality but um they when i go next time i really don't know what i'm going to do uh like to be yeah i don't know i think i'm going to probably Cook something, I mean, for, with my mom, she, I mean, she. she's my mom. She's very, it, we're a small family, like the, the just the family unit. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be just uh, my family and, and, and her. She, you know, my, my father passed away. So I don't have siblings. So that's a very easy. She's very understanding. And anyways, but when I go to my a bit more, my extended family, like my aunts, the dinner, na, 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 maybe I won't just say anything. I won't say anything and I will just eat their uh, salad and eat their rice and that's it. I don't, I, I am more the type of like, no, no fuss too much about it because then I don't want it to become, you know, a topic for the night. Um, no one has to inspect what I'm putting on my plate and yeah, and I am fine. Like if the, ri- if she happened to put butter in the rice, I'm okay. Okay, so that I'm not gonna go there and they like, okay, so what's in the rice and what's in the vegetables? are is it vegan i am I'm, I'm not gonna do that right now. It, next time I go that I'm planning on going in a couple months, that's gonna be my my strategy but I, I yes I they they know the business I have so they they know that my business is a vegan business, so it makes sense for them. It makes total sense that I'm that I don't need dairy that I don't need maybe eggs are not too aware but yeah, that's 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 what I plan on taking it. And for for as of now, what when I was faced with the vegetarian thing, that was super easy.
0: Well, you can expect that your veganism is going to be the discussion of every uh, <laughs> family, you know, gathering because that that was my case. You know, every time I was with mostly extended family, but even, you know, close family like aunts uh, and uncles. Every meal, you know, it was, uh, I had to to give a speech on veganism and how I did not need to be vegan. And no, I was not getting skinnier, you know, every time. It was so uh, tiring. So, yeah, um, family dinners become a bit painful, you know, um, but, you know, as an immigrant, we don't go there very often, so we we don't have to experience that.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. A- a- another fascinating thing about uh, your cultural background is that you got inspired from uh, Venezuelan cooking to make th- the vegan cheese. And I was wondering... How did that happen? How do you start making vegan cheese uh, as a professional? You know, not just uh, making you know mozzarella with cashews in your uh, kitchen, you know, for uh, your household, but really making cheese that you're going to sell to strangers. So how did how did that happen? How did you make the recipe, and how did you get inspired from? Uh, your cultural background
1: yes well the first the beans itself pulses like legumes that that is the aspect that they were a huge staple for me uh from from before so we do we do it uh legumes very often in, in latin america i would say um yeah so probably no in mexican food uh even in, everywhere i don't know if everywhere really but in in many countries from latin america Legumes, meaning chickpeas, beans, lentils, are common or at least more common than in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that. So I was eating them often. uh, And as a vegetarian, and then uh, in my transition to veganism and all this, they were really a a big part of our weekly uh, meal rotation. There was always beans. And I just love. Beans, I love not only. I think they are like a super food. I <laughs> yes, like uh, I because they are so nutritious. They are um, affordable, and on top of it, when I learned that Canada was one of the largest producers of of pulses in the world, I'm like, oh my god! Like this is like perfect. Like this is uh, there's really sustainability wise. They are great. They are a crop that doesn't require almost any nitrogen fertilizers. They have a property to fixate nitrogen to the soil. So they're used for agriculture to um, as a rotational crop. So when they need the soil to gather nutrients, again, they plant legumes to, to kind of enrich their soil. So I just love this. I love the fact that there are seeds. Um, I got so inspired by the seed aspect of it. Uh, like, wow, they... Imagine how much life there is inside a seed, and really every legume—it's a seed. So yeah, so uh, nerd with this uh, legume uh, thing. And uh, when I was thinking about an alternative cheese, something that's not not made from nuts because of allergies and because of uh, also environmental, I don't want to get into into that. But look, I do eat uh, cashew cheese from time to time. I love variety. I think. It's a great. I do have the the daya so, uh, look the daya feta, of course the abiva feta is something else. But <laughs> I need to say the daya feta is not bad, they've gone a long way from what they were a long time ago. Yes. They've been they have improved a lot. Um so there's space for, for all sorts, okay? And for the cashew cheese as well. But they, they there are some issues with the the harvest methods of cashews, that's also why they're so expensive. They come from so far away. So maybe it's not like the most sustainable, you know, option out there. So then I thought, okay, I, I want something that has protein, something that um has no aller it's not an allergen, that this has no allergens. Because I'm telling you, when I had to, to eliminate all allergens from my diet to test for it, this elimination diet, it was hell for me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't eat anything. Yeah, so like really, people with severe allergies or things like that—they cannot eat anything. They are, they have must feel very miserable, really. So I said I'm gonna do maybe something, or or, or then yeah, you have the other options that have no no allergens, but they also have no nutrition. So I started. Well, okay, I think really pulses make so much sense. They also have a very neutral taste. I mean. Neutral compared to and you have seen probably chickpea brown or things like that. So you can uh, play with them, and so I said, okay, let's let's do this. I looked for a couple recipes. There was not much online when we started making our, our cashew cheese back in the day. Um, there were many recipes online. Uh, there were books about it. For for bosses, no, I found some videos but very not, not much some of them were using like chickpea flour which is completely different uh but i made a couple tests just to see like ah, it has potential This has potential but as i mentioned at first am um, i don't love spending hours in the in the kitchen Is mm-hmm. i just i was working in marketing i also the thing of why i said to sell it for other people, because I was working in marketing for a dairy company, for packaged foods. I was already in the market, let's say, I mean completely, but the, mar- ma- the market that I was trying to mimic. So yes, I was a bit familiar on how the industry worked, how consumer foods get created. That's what I was doing as a job. I was My job was looking at trends in the market, looking at gaps in the market and saying, okay, how can we adapt our portfolio? What line extensions we could do? How can we improve this product that's been, maybe it has this ingredients, people are not liking it anymore. So how can we make it better? So I was doing that as, that was my job for some. So that made things much easier. I was already kind of used to how to doing this. And I did that exercise, the product management, but for my own idea. And, but I I'm very conscious about my limitations. Limitations. I think that in general, as an entrepreneur, I mean, so people, of course, you have to almost do it all. But I think I was lucky enough to 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 have because it's a very innovative um, area. Also, the fact of using beans or the pulses was very innovative. I did some postings when you mentioned about the interns, um, for interns to get interns from food science. So I did my MBA at McGill and I was in contact because of, uh, I was in contact with people from food science from the faculty. So I reached out to them and they said, okay, send me your job posting. We're gonna circulate among students. And that's what I did, and I said like it's to develop a new uh, plant based cheese, and I think it, well, I guess it, a lot of people were attracted to it. People wanted to to get real life experience developing a, a new product, and yeah, I got my first um, two students in the in summer of two thousand twenty one. That's when I we started working on more like prototypes. So after I made my my first tests. Then I I really handed it over to them and said, told them, like, okay, this is what I've done so far. This is the objective. The objective back in the when I first started was no, because I was with all this whole foods plant based mentality. So I was like, I don't know, I don't want any oil in it. <laughs> I just want it to be <laughs> I just want to be all the the fat because of course you need fat to mimic cheese cheese is basically fat more or less i mean it has of course many other things but fat is a a very important component of cheese so i said okay all the fat i wanted to come from seeds so from nut butters and not no nuts but seed butters or things like that no oil and i wanted to have um like this i wanted to hit the same macros as dairy cheese so i wanted to have six grams of protein per serving and I wanted to have this much uh, uh, but half the saturated fat or almost no saturated fat this and that and that I mean they we started with the same the first prototype and then we started I started doing a lot of uh consumer panels uh with help uh, with their help but we had a next group of students the next summer so after uh we gathered data from the first prototype we adapted for the second prototype and now we're really in the third iteration of the of the product we uh and that was basically based on on feedback because you need to reach a a middle point let's say go between the super ultra um, nutritious healthy thing And something that resembles cheese okay (laughs) cheese itself is not the most the nutritious super healthy thing it has saturated fat and you cannot not have saturated fat and be called cheese you can be called something else so that was also something at some point i was in a crossroads like should i maybe go with this super healthy version that i cannot really call cheese because it's too far so that was a bit the process, and uh, but I then I said no. I think we need more cheese. People need more cheese. Cheese is a struggle for so many people. If we really, so that's why I said no. I'm not gonna make a healthy, nice, great taste tasting pate. I am full of following with cheese. So we continued, continued working, and yes, now it doesn't have six grams of protein. Okay, now we had to incorporate, uh, we had to incorporate starches because for the texture, the texture was too, too soft. So we need to do, you know. But now I think we reached a very good middle point of something that is still nutritious, is still healthy, and it it's much closer to the Rio cheese. We're still uh, making the one you tested at the vegan fest wasn't as hard as this one. So we haven't been, we have been like continuously improving the recipe and I think we're now almost almost ready. Uh, so even, even the vegan fest that was really, what a, a couple um month ago, now we already have a, a version that's a bit harder because that's what people told us. People in the Vegan Fest they were like, yeah, we we love it. It's amazing. Nah, that we, I had a little a light, an iPad there and a QR code for people to fill out. A, so we gathered the feedback right away. Okay, people want it harder. Let's work on it. So we went back and ma- making it now harder. So we have a, kind of a version that I think it's the final one.
0: Are you saying there's a better version out there than what I tasted? <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: yes, I'm so happy to say. Well, it's just a little it's just firmer. That's the only difference. It has more bite. So, uh that, that 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 was the only the only missing part and that's what we we confirmed that was what people wanted. Uh are you in Montreal because I should send you? Uh,
0: yes, yes, I am. <laughs>
1: So yeah, you're gonna get your harder uh, version. <laughs> you're gonna get it after we you. You'll tell me your, your address, and I'll send you the harder version of the of Aviva. Uh,
0: you're amazing, Betty. Seriously, I mean, <laughs> and this is getting me hungry. This conversation is getting me hungry. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about un- entrepreneurship uh, because you mentioned uh, you mentioned that. But first, I-, I just want to address something that has been a struggle for many big brands out there. Uh, And it's how to label their products. Because many will use the label plant-based and not use the label uh, vegan. And you use both, I think, plant-based and vegan. Um, But many shy away from the vegan label because they find it um, a bit too... maybe partisan or political or maybe it has a certain social connotation or cultural connotation that they don't like. And I love the fact that you don't shy away from the vegan label. So how did you make that decision of writing vegan on, on, on the packaging?
1: Oh, I'm so happy you noticed. <laughs> you really, uh, very uh, you, you observed. Uh, because the reasons... For me to, and I, I say me, even though I've I've had a lot of help. So many times I say we, but in this conversation, I have the, I have led the these these efforts from the people that who have helped me along the way. Uh, but I had the 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 objective is the of of this product is to get more people to switch away from animal based products because of the ethical reasons uh, behind them. So that is the original, there's many more people who are interested in this type of products and it's not at all because of animal ethics, but the main motivation behind this company was animal rights. So that's why I I wanted to have it there, and I also wanted people to know. Well, I think plant based it's can be more flexible. I think uh, that's what comes to mind. So that's why when I was doing this thing of. Uh, When I was faced with a very problematic situation of no options out there and nothing to eat, and instead of just getting the fries, I would maybe get something with uh, the fries. Because that's many times, you know, that's the only option in some places. Sometimes I would get the the vegetarian option or things like that. And I would consider myself more like plant-based because I, in my head, it's a bit more flexible, let's say. And in the developing of the product and the ingredients we choose, we are not being flexible at all. So that is something that I ask every supplier. Um, so that's why I think vegan represents more the the values behind the company and also the not letting anything... Um, look, I am not in a position to see, I cannot see if the companies have done animal testing that would be when I'm more powerful mean, <laughs> I hope that one day that now it's really a struggle to find suppliers to start with um, that would sell you in, in lower quantities. But I think that when you have p- purchasing power, mm-hmm. you can start getting much more picky about your suppliers and even asking more things about, because there's no so much information. You can see information that there's no dairy at all in the products. Uh, for example, the things with, with bacterial cultures, oh, something with vegan versus plant-based. Mm-hmm. There's something with b- bacterial cultures that I was I used to use, now I don't. But um, some of them, they don't have any dairy in it. There's no dairy in the product. So even if you're extremely sensitive, you can have a ton and nothing's gonna happen because there's no traces of dairy at all in the this culture. But, the original, the the origin of that culture was dairy. So, even though there was no dairy, I think that that would be considered plant-based, I think. That that would be considered plant-based because there's really no animal products in the product. But they used animal at the beginning. So, that's, I would make I was I made the choice back then to not go with that culture because of that. So that's why vegan. Yeah, it's. But I would like to take it a step further and start asking suppliers or getting more information about animal testing. Or I don't think it's so common in. For I don't really think it's that it's, it's common for 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 food products to do animal testing. It's more for really pharmaceuticals or cosmetics or things like that. But. Yeah, if I could, I would really try and verify as much as possible to really make sure that there was no animals exploited or har- harmed in the process.
0: Yeah, that's what's Im- important. I mean, what if a few microbes were, you know, taken away from uh, an animal and then cultivated in a lab, and uh, you know, a few years ago, you know, I-, I don't think this is going a bit too far <laughs> with the vegan label, but uh I love that. I love that you use um, the the vegan brand with the ethical reasons that you mentioned. Uh, I, I truly think it's um, amazing. And anyway, I think about 75% of the world population is intolerant to um, dairy products. So you have a, a market of people out there for... Uh, mock cheese, uh, plant-based cheese, uh, people who, uh, just like vegans, want to uh, enjoy pizza and uh, mm-hmm. want to have uh, an option for that. But let's talk about uh, the entrepreneurial aspect of it. You are the sole owner and founder of your company, which is a bit rare in um, these days. Uh, usually you have at least two co-founders for... Uh, a company. And I just can't imagine how much work there is behind launching Aviva. So can you mention a bit how it's like to be an entrepreneur? What were your fears before launching your business? And how is your reality right now, uh, as the sole owner and founder of your business?
1: Yes. uh, Well, the fears before, I think most people, I think the elephant in the room for many, uh, for entrepreneurship, sometimes is how are you going to make a living (laughs) out of it? It's like, how are you going to pay your bills? Um, That is a, that's a limitation for many people. I need to say that I have been extremely lucky that I, I mean, a, household, I have my husband as well. We have agreed on making adjustments in our budget. Um, we were, uh, our plan was to buy a house a uh, couple of years ago, and then we decided we will have to postpone it because I need to do this now before we buy a house. So of course in financial, it, it it's it's a big impact it's you're gonna have to really um cut your budget if you i think the two best moments would be maybe if you have a very understanding supportive uh partner who can take on more of the weight uh i have done things here and there i do things here and there to also get uh some extra revenue because now at the at first you I mean, you cannot really take money from the company. Everything that you make, you have to put it back to the company. So that is a big aspect that, yeah, made me um, doubt if, if at first, it's like, how are we going to make this work? I mean, we're supposed to buy a house. Uh, now we're we we had to really just postpone that plan or things like that. So that's a big aspect of it, and I, or also when. Oh, if anyone listening who still lives with their parents that is an amazing moment to also launch a company when you like that is is it's perfect because you look it's not that you have to pay rent you can even get some food from your parents it's like um the economically make it work uh so and the the thing of taking the risk and leaving a job that's uh of of course it's like okay I'm gonna leave my but that was not it, I wasn't so scared of that because I. What I thought is like, look, I try now. I see if the market is re- ready to uh, pay for. If they like it, if they feel that there's a need, if it's solving a problem for them, and if they're able to pay the price. Because unfortunately, that's a very that's a huge um, barrier is for small companies that you're not going to have the volume of the dairy uh, business for sure. And even compared to Daya or other some other brands, they if you see they're imported from Greece. Greece, they they make they have big volumes of they make I don't know what's going on in Greece, <laughs> but m- many vegan brands of vegan cheese you see they imported from Greece, and they make they make it work with a lot of volume. So when you're doing Whatever you're doing, if it's not a food business or anything you're doing, probably you're going to start with a small volume, and everything's going to be more expensive for you. Uh, uh, labor, uh, not in- ingredients, everything is going to be more expensive, so people will have to pay more for your product. So you need to make sure that the value of you're offering is high enough uh, for for people to be able to to pay that price. So the, the quitting the, the job, okay, continuing just on that idea for a second, that so I said, look, and if, if after a couple of years, I realized that, you know, it just, there's no what it's called product market fit, I can always go back and find a job again. It's not the end of the world. So, and about the amount of work, it's, yeah, it, it is. I, I would love to have a business partner. It's just that it hasn't it hasn't happened yet. I, I had other like a previous um before earlier in my life I've had other uh intents of, of launching businesses and it was with, with business partners. Uh, and it was uh, easier in the sense of less responsibility and less load on your shoulders. But for some reason, they, they didn't work out. These these other businesses didn't work out, didn't last as long as Aviva is lasting. So yes, at some point, maybe it happens that I that I meet someone who we share the same uh, values and someone who's passionate and also someone who is willing to put the effort without getting the money. That is very hard. It's like people need to pay their bills. So finding someone who also wants to just bet on this without getting the economic benefit right away, um it would be amazing. I would I would love to have someone to share uh the responsibilities. The downside, I mean yes, so a lot of work and also no, I have a family, I have two young kids. Uh my day has to finish at five. I have no option. Uh, and then it can start again at nine, nine thirty after the kids are in bed. That I mean, of course, I, I cannot personally. I cannot be extremely productive. I mean, then I have to wake up early again. So, so, the, so by working hours are, are limited, and I, it just makes me go much slower. And right. uh, well, and I have to be okay with that. I just have to be okay with not growing at the pace that I would have grown if I if I had other partners. Absolutely. Sometimes it's a bit frustrating. Like I have a list of to do. I have so many people that need to get back to who have sent me emails and I haven't. Uh, And it's just that I do I say I do what I can. I I and if and if, if they Follow up, then okay. Oof, okay. I put this, move this to the top of my of my to do list. But the to do list is never going to to finish.
0: Of course, you're doing your best. And let me ask you about this: Do you think there is a relation between being an immigrant and launching your own business? Because I feel like there are so many immigrants who launch their own business, and. I think that has to do with how immigrating to a new country is the ultimate sacrifice. You know, you're sacrificing um, everything that is familiar to you. Literally, you're sacrificing relationships with your family for the hope of a better world. It's the biggest risk that you could take, I think. And so then after the idea of launching a business seems a bit, you know, um, less intense than immigrating actually um <laughs> would you agree with that
1: Ah, y- yes i think it does take a, a risk-taking personality mm-hmm. <laughs> to both immigrate and launch a business yes i think yeah 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 i never you know what i didn't think of that um yes but probably the personality of people who immigrate yeah there might be some overlap with the pers- with with those who are willing to just leave their jobs and yeah, jump. Uh, make take the leap.
0: Yes, take the leap. Um, what would you say to people who are hesitating to take that leap, to take that extra step, to follow their convictions and dreams? What is your message to uh, those listeners?
1: Yeah. So uh, as I said, at the for in the previous question about uh, the risk and is really how are you think how are you going to make it work financially okay um are you going to save up enough to then be able to do that or because that's of course it's a survival <laughs> it's basically survival you have to figure that out first you have someone who can take uh, more of the financial load in the meantime while things get or you could also i mean my job i i, I couldn't have um continuing my job and doing this at the same time. It's just, it was not, I mean, I worked in a dairy, I mean, it just, it's not, not possible at all. But at first, what I would say, the ideal scenario would be, in my opinion, that if you can keep your job and start doing this, if you don't have kids, you have a lot of time, my friend. I need to say, <laughs> even if you think that you are super busy, you have time. <laughs> you can, after you come back from your job at five, at six, have dinner and then work on your business. You can work on your business from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. every day uh, and get it uh, first, like, understand that, get, get it to, to the idea, get it off the ground a little, uh, to, to take off. And then, when you see that um, it's working, that it's it has it's getting gaining traction, then maybe take the leap and and, and uh, you can quit your job then, or if you can go to a part time um, or or something like that. So that would be probably the the main thing of taking the leap is planning for it, and maybe maybe don't leave everything right away if you haven't figured out a way to make it work financially.
0: That's amazing advice. Um, so Betty, I think we covered, we answered most of the questions I I had. Uh, did you want to add something before we end this conversation?
1: Hmm. Okay, yes, I would say it's, it's uh, related, it's linked with what I mentioned about the cost and the price. Like if you want more companies to launch products that are innovative, that are good for you, that have good ingredients, that um, are not using, I don't know uh, child labor who knows where, or I don't sourcing from any random place or it's we, we need to make the decision of also support these businesses with our wallets. It's like we cannot always trying to find the cheapest because i can tell you for sure that it's not some people have this uh misconception that oh it's because vegan products i have heard vegan products are more expensive yes that's yes but the misconception is because because they're vegan they are trying to charge more or something like oh, because it's new then they try to charge more because they are new and then they lower the price uh it's not that because it's new. It's not that the people, that businesses, were trying to be expensive. Everyone is trying to be cheaper. Everyone is trying to be cheap. Okay, if you really want to be super cheap, if I wanted to be make the product as cheapest as possible, then I, mean, I could have done something like that and just have no nutrition at all. Have, you know, make a product that doesn't really add any value to your body, <laughs> to when you eat it, or making, I don't know, the cheapest. So in the end, it's like, yes, uh, people want to see uh, startups, want to see products that are good for them, that they don't use any crap in their ingredients, and they want to do this and that. And then in the end, if they're going to cheap, always the cheapest version, you're not being consistent because making the products, uh, In Canada, making the products, uh, starting starting the the idea and taking it from zero to one, you are going to be more expensive at first until you reach a point of maybe then achieving a certain volume to then compete on price. So that's probably what I would say to people. And for people who wants to to, uh, become an entrepreneur, yes, it's just, I think um, it's not for everyone. But, if you have that itch, um yeah, plan for it and and do it, and you can always go back and find a job if it didn't work out, so that's all uh I would leave leave you with that.
0: if there are some listeners who are in Montreal, how can they uh try your your product?
1: yeah, so well, right now uh we have been working on the recipes and all that. So I took the products out from the stores where I was right now. They're going back in soon, like now, in the next few weeks. So if you're, it depends when are you listening, but the most, the, the easiest way, the best way is to go on mm-hmm. um, the company's website, com, And you going to have two options. It's going to either take you online to another website who does all the um, takes care of all the, the shipping and the, the all the, the, um, paying the purchasing process is not done in our website and they take care of uh, delivery and all that. Or you can also see in the, uh, where to buy and find a store that's close to you, um, and, and try, so try the products and see, see what you think.
0: Amazing. And of course there will be a link in the description to uh, your company's website, Betty. Thank you so much for your time. This was such a pleasant and inspiring conversation. Um, Really thank you for your great work. And uh, it shows that you're putting all of your heart in uh, your product. So thank you for that.
1: Thank you very much for the invitation. And yes, I had so much fun. Love talking to you, Ryan.
0: Thank you everyone for listening. And thank you so much for being a friend of this show. As always, please share this episode with your community. Let's inspire more people to take action. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review. Finally, you can always follow me on Instagram at veganreportpodcast. Thank you again for listening. Take care and see you soon.